Welcome to the Magellan Podcast, navigating education in the 21st century. This podcast brings the expertise of Magellan Learning Solutions to the biggest questions and issues in higher education. It is produced and directed by Adam Rank. Podcast theme was written and recorded by Wayne Patton, and it features Magellan partners Wayne Patton, Aaron Traphagan, and Emily Eddy. Withville Community College has a thriving dual enrollment program that serves the needs of many students in Southwest Virginia. When WCC lost its dual enrollment partner at the 11th hour, Dean Susan Evans had to act fast. Through a partnership with Magellan, WCC was able to reinvigorate its dual enrollment program, and the partnership continues to this day. The Magellan partners are grateful to be able to welcome Dean Evans for a conversation about how a great vendor institutional partnership can look. Thanks, Adam, and welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Magellan Podcast. For those who are not aware, I'm uh, Aaron Trapagan. I'm joined as ever by my partners and colleagues, Doctors Emily Hetty and Wayne Patton. How are you all today? Wonderful. Good. Speaking over top of each other, we're good. Nice. All right. Well, Wayne, I know uh, when we get these started, you like to keep people abreast of all the uh, the great happenings within Magellan Learning Solutions. Um, you got any exciting news to share today? Yeah, um, some some great um, things on the Magellan front in terms of uh, company growth. We are currently hiring. Uh, some of our friends and peers in the space have uh, seen uh, some social media, Facebook, LinkedIn posts uh, about some some new hiring that we're doing. So check that out if you want to go to our, our website. You can you can see that. And then additionally, with that growth uh, is coming a move up from the 10th floor of the Bank of the James building to the 18th floor. So it's a, it's a beautiful new suite up there that they're renovating for us right now. Uh, we can literally um, – we've started moving already. Aaron and I moved. Uh, we beat the movers to the punch last night and about, what, 5 o'clock started moving stuff upstairs. We just couldn't wait. We hope that gives us a discount on what the movers will charge us since we did – uh, carry a lot of that stuff up uh, at the risk of personal injury. So we are excited about that move. We'll be in, I guess, 100% uh, in the next few days on August 4th. The Magellan leadership team has timed it perfectly because we will be out of the office on a uh, campus site visit, uh, going to see um, a client in Kentucky while everyone else does all the hard work. So good planning team, good planning. As always. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, uh, in the studio with us today, our special guest is Susan Evans, Dean of Transfer and Educational Partnerships at Withville Community College mm -hmm. in Withville, Virginia. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today, Susan. Uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing a, a little bit about yourself and what you do at Withville. Sure. Well, first of all, congratulations on the office move. I got to see the new space, and I know you're going to do even bigger and better things up there than you have been doing. Um, yeah, I'm the Dean of Transfer and Educational Partnerships at Whitfield Community College. That encompasses every program that has transferred to the four-year institutions, both in the state of Virginia or anywhere. So that's the math and science and humanities. I do human services, the ITE, so a broad uh, spectrum of responsibilities as far as curriculum. Dual enrollment is the capstone of my responsibilities because it's so important to the communities in Southwest Virginia. Uh, since I've been the dean, we also started an early college, which is another way to help students get prepared for higher education in Southwest Virginia. 
Prior to being the dean and where my heart lies as a faculty member and in the classroom, I taught um, high school math for 14 years. And then I moved to the community college and taught math there at WCC for 13, 14 years, depending on how you count academic years. And now I've been the dean for three years. Uh, Never thought I would be in administration. Got pushed that way a couple times and then pushed myself back out of it. But uh, I was sharing earlier with some of your folks that being the dean, you still get to focus on instruction. And so it has been a good fit. I'm getting to fix some of the things that frustrated me as a faculty member and um, maybe push to provide more opportunities. Nice. Well, thank you for that. It's uh, it's good to hear a little bit about that. And mm-hmm. it actually, uh, hearing about all of your math background, I'm surprised that you and Wayne get along so well uh, once you found that out. I know my betters. I know people that are better than me, and Susan <laughs> is better than me. We'll, well, have, my, we'll I, have a discussion about my math background one day. So. No matter how old you get, you have your best friend, right? And my best friend happens to be entirely English and literature. Woo-hoo. And when we travel together, it is exactly the way you would think it is. I know where we're going to stop and eat and where we're going to check in and how what time we have to be there and what clothes we should probably bring for each of the events. And true story, one time she came to my car with her laundry basket and said, well, I know everything I need is in here, so we'll just do laundry when we get there. That makes total sense to me. (laughs) All right. With that, let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh, uh, I think, you know, it's it's worth noting this is a a conversation around a presentation that Emily and Susan did at the New Horizons conference this past year uh, for the Virginia Community College system. I hear that went smashingly. Uh, though I wasn't allowed in, they uh, had good security. So, <laughs> but, you were just eating. <laughs> um, but to to kind of start, when we uh, jump in with kind of the backstory, what what happened? What brought this partnership together? And yeah, well, I was already working with you all because we had had some changes in employees and things, and didn't currently have an instructional designer on campus. And, you know, coming out of the pandemic, we realized that we probably needed to be prepared to offer really high quality online in our traditional courses. And so I was already working with you all, and we designed um, some individual units that our faculty were taking, depending on what their needs were, to get them up to speed on, you know, the the, fr- the cutting edge of online instruction, RSI, ADA, all those things that we need to pay attention to. And then, um, you know, it's great when you work for people who take what you say seriously and respect what you say. And I had gone to the administration at WCC and shared some concerns I had about lack of oversight in the way we were offering our online dual enrollment classes. And we uh, had just received NASEP accreditation which is a, you know, a very rigorous accreditation process for a dual, enline, dual enrollment program, and we had some concerns about the lack of oversight. And so I made the suggestion that we investigate taking over the delivery of those courses, and that quickly occurred. Congratulations. So, <laughs> yes. so um, then I was 
sitting there realizing that in a short period, a very short period of time, I had to have quality online classes to offer our dual enrollment students. And at that time, it wasn't the 21 that we ended up with. I was just looking at offering what we already offered. Um, And I thought of you all. And I just wondered if that was something that you all would be interested in. So I called you and said, I have an emergency and, and you all stepped in and, and the project took off from there. Yeah. We were just talking that Aaron and I were on the way to Washington, DC. Well, we were in DC uh, and we had taken a little, uh, 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 retreat trip to go see the who. Oh yeah. And, uh, it shows what a great friend and partner Aaron is because I'd wanted to go see the who for 40 years since I was 12 years old. Aaron, you made it happen. So we're sitting there about two hours before the show and you call. Yeah. And, and to Aaron's credit, he, you know, of course, I'm like, we can do it. This will be great. It, you know, and that ended my input into the situation. Aaron, uh, being the cerebral mind that he is in process engineering genius, began to put together the plan. I mean, literally right there at the hotel. So it was pretty neat that immediately he went into that mode that Aaron's so good at and began to, to work the problem. So Yeah, I think you all told me you were out of town. You didn't say where and yeah. that you, you'd be back in touch early the next week with, you know, whether or not you thought you could do the project. Yep. It was a long weekend for me. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, we all decided if we were going to do it, let's Let's really do it right. You have amazing instructional designers where I would say, I have this crazy idea, but I don't know in our time frame if you think we can make it happen. But but we did things like I wanted I wanted all of the courses to look the same. So I just said, I want them to look the same. What's the current best practice? And that's where your instructional designers would offer me a choice, A, B, and C. And most of the time I would say, well, I like parts of A. Can we do parts of C? Uh, I think that might not be appropriate for a dual enrollment. Could we do this? And then we all just work together to decide, you know, what would the courses look like that would make the students the most successful? And the timing was good because, as I recall, we had just been approved as a VCCS vendor through EVA for a for a RFP that had gone in, and that the timing was good too. So this was happening. that was the key to yeah. success on the the financial side for sure. <laughs> Magical, even yeah. it really was because I think there were two weeks where we were waiting for that. You knew it was coming through, but we were waiting for it to come through, and I. There was a period of time then where I was going back to cabinet and saying, what if I cannot have their support? However, you guys kept saying, no matter what, we're going to do this for you and we will figure it out afterwards, which doesn't happen a lot these days. Well, I think that that says a lot, I mean, about how our process takes place and without getting into the the weeds and the nitty gritty. um, You know, when we work with folks on developing curriculum, you know, the biggest part of it is what is the client looking for? What do they need? Um, I know a lot of folks that we've talked to in the past, you know, their vendors have come in and kind of they have a way to do it and it's step out of the way. We're going to kind of lay our grid. Um, you know, one of the most important parts of our process is kind of that initial conversation mm-hmm. and the planning and really getting an understanding for who the client is and what they want to deliver so that we can make sure that whatever we do, you know, it's your product and you're happy with it. I would agree that that was a big difference. Yes, that t- we 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 take it you know to heart where it's in our what mission mission and vision statement about tailored 
solutions. We don't go in and just cookie cut. We literally have to go in and, you know, spec out each project and figure out, okay, what is what is right for, for Withfill, what's right with the timing, what's right with the budget, and we make it work. And we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but, you know, we are in phase three, of course, development now because this was such a success, which we'll talk through, I'm sure, um, that, you know, Again, the administration at my college saw the value in what had been done enrollment-wise, feedback-wise from the high schools, interest from the students who are having such a good experience in dual enrollment. They're now attending WCC to finish their degree. Lots of things came out of this project other than quality courses. But every time we start a new phase, I'm not shy to say, but this time I want, you know, I keep wanting more bells and whistles and you all keep providing them. I think we've been really, um, it's been a real pleasure to work with you, though, because your your ideas about what quality curriculum looks like, first of all, they're road tested, right? Um, but they're they're very much in line with industry best practices and with how, how we prefer to do things here. Um, sometimes there's a little bit of push and pull. Sure. Uh, but I know with... With us, it's been very much like we have the same goal in mind. And the question is just how do we get there, not should we get there, or is it worth getting there? Right. Um, Could you say maybe a little bit about kind of the specifics of that? Because I think, you know, I'm a mom. We were talking about we've both been working moms. My kids will probably be doing dual enrollment, you know, before too long. And um, one one thing I'm – going to want to know is what kind of experience are they going to be having in these in these classrooms right these online classrooms are they going to feel are they going to feel like they're really being taught um how do i know that what they're learning is actually going to prepare them for later bachelor's level work well again that's been a group effort um our our national accreditation requires that the courses being offered in the dual enrollment program are the same courses that are being offered online traditionally, that's the way I refer to it, or in the classroom on our campuses. Um, So all of the teachers that are teaching online in dual enrollment or in the high schools in dual enrollment or anything associated, we have an annual meeting where any curriculum changes are reviewed, best practices and instruction, We've And this says a lot about the high schools in our service region, that they have all agreed to buy any third-party software wow. that we know is going to offer the best experience for the students. All those school divisions immediately said, yes, we will come up with the funding to make sure that they are having the exact same college experience in the high school that they would have on campus. And that's a big change in best practices, too. It is, yeah. That's you know, great. from yeah. the sets of textbooks that were being moved around that yeah. may or may not support the most modern research in a subject, but our school divisions, they couldn't be more supportive of or, or understand the value that they're getting for their students in their region. That's fantastic. It's very exciting to be in an area that's got such such well, big it, buy-in. It, it makes it easy when everyone wants the same thing. Yeah. yeah. The superintendents are all really involved in instruction mm-hmm. in our area, all the way down to the classrooms. That We all know each other by mm-hmm. name. I could call any of them at any instant, again, with my ideas mm-hmm. about the way things should go and we could do the best. And um, so that that makes it easy. Yeah. So what does um what does this really high quality experience look like like in terms of you know course outcomes for instance I know that's a little weedy um but it's important well I'll have to bring in the idea of transfer Virginia yeah which I know you all are very aware of sure but the state of Virginia for 
probably seven years now has been, um, you know, General Assembly mandated that the courses that are offered in the first two years at the community college are the same courses that are offered in the four-year universities. And every learning outcome, every syllabus, everything has been vetted many, many times. So the quality starts there. That's the foundation of what's going to be offered in the courses. And now I would venture to say that at the online experience for our dual enrollment students because of our partnership is also as good as you're going to have anywhere in the state of Virginia. So what does that look like? I guess clarify for me what you... Well, I guess... um. We were talking, we both kind of came up through the faculty. And um, yeah. I know the, I wasn't really trained in outcomes or anything like that until I was a ways in. Um, but, you know, I was handed course outcomes and I just kind of stuck them on my syllabus. And I said, yeah, I guess we kind of get there. Yeah. I didn't understand how to build a course um, in a really systematic way to get there. Right. Well, I don't know that I understood that before working with you all either. <laughs> um, but that's before anyone puts anything in Canvas, you all have them mapping out everything from the course learning outcomes to the module learning outcomes and then the associated assignments. Another really important part, which is, you know, in the dream world, I'd like to have you do this for every course in my division or my whole school, um, is time on task. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you quickly discover that you have a three-credit class that actually has about seven credit hours worth of work for the students or vice versa, maybe only one credit hour worth of work. So I'm calling it time on task. You call it something else at Magellan. Um, Cognitive load. Yeah, cognitive load. You know, really that tool that you give all of the designers Mm -hmm. to measure the credit hour value of mm-hmm. reading three chapters, mm-hmm. watching a video. How long is the research and writing for the project going to take? How long should a math test be? That's really very hard to quantify and kind of been an unknown space. But, you know, in all of our courses now, that is specifically measured to meet the credit hour requirement. So you can plan your life mm-hmm. around it. Yeah. So it's that a lot of our team, they talk about the Carnegie hours. And I mean, it's it's just trying to create that equivalency of engagement uh, that that you really don't have to think about that much with a residential course. Yeah. Um, the scheduled classes kind of have their amount of time and we we know what's there. But, yeah, time and time again, I think we've run into folks where it's it's often on the low side because online courses get condensed. So you've got about half the time. So faculty sometimes are just trying not to overload students but you find that you don't have enough material and enough practice and enough opportunities to engage the the content. Yeah, uh, it's, it's good learner focus. It's also, and um, I, I do a lot of our accreditation consulting for Magellan. It's it's a huge win when you have to work with SAC, COC, or any absolutely. other accreditor. Um, there are standards um, mm-hmm. basically saying, how are you counting seat time when people are online? Mm-hmm. And if you have a system, that makes it very, very easy um, to answer that question in a realistic and an ethical way. Yes. The same thing goes with with alignments, right? You know, if you can line those up with your core competencies, um, then you've got beautiful course embedded assessments. You don't have to go build another whole assessment machine to answer the question. Well, and the beauty of pre-mapping like that as well is it it allows you on the back end, if assessments aren't landing where they need to be, to kind of go back into the process and look at where do we need to strengthen things? Or is it the instruction? Is it the practice? Um, so instead of having to intuit or uh, sort of bracket in on what's wrong, it gives you a little bit of a way to hone in on the issues. 
And I would say one of the most valuable pieces of the way Magellan runs the process is that all of that goes on before the canvas construction starts. Because that's very frustrating as a faculty member if you spend all the time building the canvas course and then you realize that it's not right and you have to do that all over again. So the value in what we purchased from you was the support to get all of that right and then we just say it's ready and you all work and build the course. Um, I think for all the faculty that have taught themselves online and built courses themselves, that would be the dream world. Yeah, it's like you get a good sketch done before you start the actual painting, as it were. And it, we, we hear that a lot, that just the, the planning makes makes the difference in the outcome tremendously. And if you decide to move something in the building phase, it's not as yep. much work as if that course has already been built. At Magellan Learning Solutions, our mission is to help our clients' educational missions with tailored curricular and operational solutions to help them thrive. To meet the accompanying challenges, the experts at Magellan Learning Solutions offer a full spectrum of services in the areas of curriculum development, operational administration, training and professional development, enrollment in marketing, or custom solutions to niche projects. Whether managing turnkey projects, consulting, or acting as a force multiplier, our experience and relational approach will help your team attain its goals. For all your educational needs, Think Magellan. Visit us at thinkmagellan.com today and set up an introductory meeting. So I think the other thing that I heard mentioned was, you know, of course we're doing this with faculty. Um, and I think that's often a hard place for partnerships uh, is to honor, you know, who faculty are in the process, Right. Because I think when you come in and you're building it, a lot of folks have a, a tendency to sort of say, hey, we've got this. We know what we're doing, you know, but how how are your faculty engaged and how do they feel, you know, through the process of working with the instructional design team? Well, I offered all of the full time faculty at WCC the opportunity to be involved with the project and some accepted and, and some felt like they already had a very full plate. But that has also turned out to be an unexpected bonus to the project in that um, you all, if I would say I'm lacking an art SME, that subject matter expert, I speak your language. (laughs) And um, you all have resources to find somebody to serve in that role. And that has then broadened, deepened and broadened my pool of adjuncts who are now just not only involved in the online program, but they teach for me in the traditional courses as well. So, again, the quality has seeped through in other areas outside of this project. That's good to hear. Yeah, that's a big deal. And, you know, the Magellan model is, in a basic business sense, you know, people, products, and processes. So a bit of what we do is, you know, that, that process of things like operations and policy and procedural help. The products are the online courses we help build. But that key thing is – those people make a difference, right? And, and time and time again, we can go to our network and pull in, uh, you know, we're about to do some work in the cybersecurity space mm-hmm. or like the, you know, like an art professor that we bring to bear. And then it's good for them because they get some experience um, building a course, but now they're part of your embedded team and they yeah. can become an adjunct, which is good for, for the, the, the people as well. So that's, that's, a, that's a piece of Magellan that, 
has really helped us over the years and helped a lot of clients is it kind of strengthens those adjunct ranks. And it's often pretty experienced people that already get online a bit. So, And, and this connects, I, I connected in my brain. I don't know if it connects in the conversation, but um, not only using the course, the people and the courses and dual enrollment and then, then teaching traditional, but, you know, people come and go in the high schools that are teaching dual enrollment for me in the classroom. And now I have all of these beautifully created courses where that used to be a very stressful thing. And sometimes people would turn down the opportunity as a brand new high school teacher. I'm not sure I have the bandwidth to also, you know, sponsor a club and be the dual enrollment teacher. Let, let me have a year or two. Well, I need them to say yes then. So then I'll, I will just say, well, let me add you to a, a course that I already have for British literature, American literature. It's entirely built and it'll walk you through the setup. Maybe you would feel comfortable starting. Without fail, they've all said, oh, okay. Versus, I, everything is here and and you'll help me. Yes, we'll help you. Versus the very often, oh, we need your help. Oh, you need to build a course in two weeks and bring all of your abilities. Or the worst case scenario is build it as you go. Yeah, mm. yeah true. It's overwhelming once that school year starts. It seems like a good idea in August or maybe July. We'll build it as you go. But the time just slips away. And that, I think that's another uh, reason that I fight so hard for the protection of teacher and faculty is because I have been there. Mm-hmm. I have been the sponsor of the clubs and, and been a mom and a wife and, and trying to build courses while I'm teaching them. And that's not good for anybody. Call it what driving the truck across the bridge as you get the bridge. Yeah. 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 Building yeah. the boat as you head down the river uh, was one we've used a couple of times as well. But I think we used that a lot last summer. <laughs> well, and one thing we did talk about though is um, you know, just I think I, I've been in a situation where I was kind of writing a class as I went, maybe not an online class, but a residential class. And you can maybe fly by the seat of your pants a little bit residentially, you can't do it online. You cannot. Um, But what I have found for myself is developing online versions of the courses have really enriched my residential teaching too, because I'm I'm much more planful. I'm not sure that's a word. Much more organized about where I'm going and how I'm going to get there. I've got Mm -hmm. the resources thought through ahead of time. I know where I'm going to bog down. Um, It's it's a really good thing. And I think we were talking about high flex before, Mm -hmm. before this conversation started. And what a demanding teaching environment. Um, But really building that online version of it enables you to flex in the way that the students are asking for. Right. Or having that course built, you know, it gives you an overall view of where you're going. In the experiences I had building on the fly, I know I wasn't satisfied with where we ended up. Yeah. And then it's a a little bit more of that cognitive load conversation Mm -hmm. where, you know, where there's a great continuity and say the the design of a set of courses that students are going to be in and versus what we jokingly also we have all these metaphors and uh you know (laughs) examples jumping into the corn maze Mm -hmm. 21 very different design courses is murder on students so the fact that there's this continuity of experience that the course you stole my segue but yeah exactly (laughs) i think it's so there's all this great stuff for the faculty but there's all these other sort of consequences for the students uh, that creates a beneficial learning environment. They and that happened immediately. Course. So we offered them last fall, fall of 2022, 
Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's always backwards in the academic year. Fall of 2022. And there had been a lot of hesitancy on the high school counselor part to put students in the online class. It was like the last resort. So fall of 2022, we really pushed the idea, give us a chance with this new program. Um, and then by spring, because all the courses look the same all the proctor teachers in the high schools knew what to expect when they mm-hmm. opened them. They knew where to find the resources. They knew why a test wouldn't open. That cognitive load for the students, the parents, the proctor teachers, the high school guidance counselors was another thing I could have never predicted. In January, our courses were exploded. A lot of the courses um, that wouldn't be an opportunity for the students, for example, Developmental psychology. Mm. I had to open a second section. Wow. Nice. We've never filled a section before. Huh. But that course was so good and so interesting. Just imagine mm. high school students sitting around mm. saying, oh, my gosh, in developmental psych, we learned, you know, this is why you do that. Well, <laughs> a little self-awareness goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah. And next thing we knew, everybody wanted to take the class. And there may be three sections in the fall. Wow. Nice. Well, there is those things, the consistency, but I mean, even some of those other elements we talked about before. So the time on task type stuff, mm-hmm. you know, imagine, you know, a, me as a young student walking into a, a face-to-face classroom, you really have no idea. Even if you have that syllabus, oh, we're going to cover these things. These are the, the assignments or the things we're going to talk about. But the ability to look at that and see sort of, oh, this is kind of even the time mm-hmm. I'm, ex- you know, that I should be spending on this thing. Because Let students kids. know, too, how yeah. much to invest in the work. Yeah. They're kids mm-hmm. who are playing sports right. and want to go out with their friends on the weekend. But this is a college level demanding class. So they know what the expectations are week in, week out. The format's not all over the place. They know every week. And we even, uh, a former employee of yours, Lindsay, and I came up with the idea that across the board, in all of the courses, the due dates are the same. Mm -hmm. So every course you take through us on line has, and I even set this being a parent, it has a Friday evening deadline. Mm -hmm. Because I spent many weekends as a parent with the thrashing of the assignments due at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. And it was ruining our family weekend. So everything was considered in the construction of these courses. Yeah, And that's just that distributed learning even, right? So, so many kids have given the opportunity to wait and just cram it all in on the weekend. It's not good for the retention of the material (laughs) either. So, yeah, there's so many kind of intended, you want to say unintended, but they're not unintended. They were, in the end, they weren't unintended. And, and the proctors in the schools know the pacing for every week. Mm Mm-hmm. So if somebody says, well, I don't have anything to do in statistics this week. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Yeah, that continuity is one of the most important things that, that we see in, you know, the still emerging world of on, online learning. And it's, you know, I like to get a, you know, um, some, of on, some of us on the team got to go to Europe this year and we like to rub Aaron's face in that. Oh, but no. it's like, uh, that's just that. Another group that had good security and kept me out. Uh, but. Yeah. but it's like the, you know, the, the underground in London. They have all these lines and they're different colors and they're designated mm-hmm. to go to a certain place on this colored line. And they run at a certain time and there's an app and there's a map. And it, it, you, you can figure out this fairly complicated underground world because there's continuity in how things work. So it's a kind of a cognitive load issue. 
my wife's a lot smarter than me, and she was able to get us on the right train time and time and time again. But it's because there was order and structure, right. and so it made sense so we could focus on getting where we needed to go. It's the same thing here. These students are able to to focus on psychology. They're not having to focus on, okay, where's this item? Where do I do this? Where do I go next? Where are my assignments? And it, it works every time. So yeah. it's a great it's a great point. Well, so obviously I think the group could talk about courses and, and development of that yeah. material forever. But, um, you know, to kind of move to the, the next phase of the conversation, it's this dual enrollment program and, and why does dual enrollment matter so much? Why is it so important, um, especially at these community colleges? Well, there's many ways to answer that question. <laughs> In my heart, the reason it matters so much is because, you know, I'm, I am personally putting my name on the fact that uh, – because I, I think it's probably 98% of the classes that are offered through dual enrollment are transfer classes. So I'm personally putting my name on high quality. So that's just a very selfish point of view of why it matters so much. Um, but, you know, we, we live in Southwest Virginia where you have to travel to do everything quite a bit. So we're bringing the higher education opportunity to the students and if they do well in it and they gain confidence and realize that they are college material, then our hope is that they will come to WCC and finish a two-year degree or take a workforce training program or go into one of the health sciences. A lot of things that maybe they didn't think that they were capable of. Um, you know, we have a high first-generation college population. They haven't seen other people do this. So to get to do what they didn't even think was possible in the safety of the high school changes the entire economic value of the region. I mean, it's, it's much more than just taking a really good class. It's essential. From a business point of view, community colleges across the state rely a lot on the dual enrollment student for our enrollment and our full-time equivalent student funding. And, and that is, you know, the business side of keeping the doors open. We just completed our graduate survey from last year, and I'm pretty sure, well, I won't say the percentage, but the majority of our students who graduated last year had dual enrollment experience. So it gave them the confidence to go to college and graduate because that, you know, those were our completers. Yeah, so much of that is it's a it's a cultural thing. It's, a, you know, what you grow up believing you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I know the the school I went to, we were um, very rural Appalachian area, but we were the best school in the area. So we had, um, you know, fewer first generation students out of there. I think we all kind of thought we were going to go to college, but just down the road, you know, five miles down the road. Um, maybe only about 10% of those students' parents have been to college. So mm -hmm. just the idea, and those students were just as bright as we were. It wasn't, a, it wasn't an ability question. But when you grow up believing, I'm going to go to college, or I'm going to at least get a, um, I'm going to be a welder, I'm going to do something that requires training, training of yeah. some sort, um, your life path is much broader, right? And the, the things that are open to you are, are many, many more. Even if what you want to do is stay in your, stay in your town and support your community, um, you can do that in a more effective way right? Um, if you have a less limited sense of what's possible. And, and dual enrollment, it's, I'm, again, close to my heart for that because, um, you know, these are, these are folks who 
who need to have belief brought to them by by sometimes some means other than their parents saying, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really opens up that support system. It opens up the economic possibility of it. College doesn't have to be incredibly expensive if you take advantage of your dual enrollment program. And the dual enrollment mindset applies to a lot of different things that you want to try. I'm just thinking yes. about uh, believing that you can do college. Yes. Uh, we just started a really pr- neat new certificate program for one of the manufacturers in the state of Virginia that incorporates some transfer business classes and workforce and occupational tech. And a lot of times people put those in silos. Mm. But I'm using the business courses that we develop for the online mm-hmm. instead of a traditional mindset because these are um, folks who are in manufacturing who need a really well-designed confidence-building course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the same student, mm-hmm. not just high school, but workforce. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to make sure that the class flows well, it's not frustrating, and they believe they can keep going because it's kind of a stackable credential, which earns them promotions and better employment. So it this project has seeped into just about everything. And so many people that teach in the I, I came I came up through the community college system and it was pre online, pre digital world, but that their philosophy of teaching and their philosophy of education, um, the people that I was exposed to, they 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 built up my confidence. They they mm-hmm. you know there was an order about it, but there was also kind of going back to the high faculty involvement piece. They you also we were talking about being an optimist earlier and being yeah. an encouraging person. The a lot of the faculty that have decided to dedicate their lives to the community college system, they kind of have that. And there's there's things we can do to train to that and and help that kind of be negotiated in the online space um, more efficiently. But that philosophy of of teaching compounded with a well-designed course does create a lot of confidence for students. I've come into, again, to go back to the underground scenario, I've come into kind of an ordered system, and it, it really does build confidence and, and it helps them, you know, to succeed. And, and creates opportunity. Yeah. When would, you know, a person who's already employed in manufacturing go to college? Right. You know, they're, they're not. They're working all day. Mm-hmm or on some type of very strenuous 12-hour schedule or, you know, swing shift or something. So it needed to be able to be flexible to meet their needs. Um, and so we were able to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. Susan, I love, just a kind of side note, I love how broadly you're thinking of the possibilities for students, too, and really deliberately engaging those. Um, I have a, I was talking to a, a young woman at my church who, um, she's going to graduate with her associate's degree, mm-hmm. um, and she's happy um, about that because she's only going to have to be in school for two or three years, you know, to get her bachelor's degree. But she doesn't really know what she wants to do with herself. And that's that's not surprising when she's 17 years old. Right. Um, but I don't think that I've heard from her that she's had a leader at her community college that's worked with the superintendents in the schools, oh. with the counselors, to quite the degree that you have. So I love, we use the term ecosystem a lot. I love how much you really understand dual enrollment as an ecosystem. Well, um, that's a little bit of the right place, right time, right? Because yeah. I came out of one of the school systems, yeah. so I knew all of those folks, and they knew all of the other yeah. people, and um, and it's a small community. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them all. At, I've seen them all at football games, and it's nothing for me to walk up to one of them and say, you know, any any type of business, 
related to the community college and the high schools. We're doing, uh, I, I want to stick to your project, but we're doing all kinds of amazing things right now to try and address the teacher shortage in yeah. Southwest Virginia. We completely revamped our education program. Again, I have um, I work for amazing people who I said, hey, I think if you would let me have a full-time education faculty member, I could really grow this program. Well, I had no idea. Hmm. We have 40... Well, now 47 first-year education students come into WCC in the fall. That's great. great. They had the dual enrollment experience. Mm -hmm. They're going to be finished quickly. We're, you know, we have the Transfer Virginia Seamless Pathway for them now to get that uh, teacher licensure in two two extra years instead of that plus one master's that was holding people up. And the superintendents are nothing but supportive because they need the students Mm -hmm. to Teach. They need teachers, right? We just had a big fair where all of the counties came and advertised, hey, did you know you could already work for us as a paraprofessional or a PALS tutor? Mm-hmm. And they hired our students at our education orientation, Wow! which I hired just the right person, I have to say. I had a vision, and she has implemented it 10 times better than I ever could have. Mm. That's great, though. Yeah, we were going to talk about what's next for WCC. <laughs> that's a pretty big what's next coming down the road. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's gotten very big. If I wasn't here today, I would be actively interviewing adjunct adjuncts, which we've never needed. Mm. I need three for fall in order to meet the need. Um, the school divisions have a lot of provisionally licensed teachers now due to uh, needing teachers, and we're providing the courses and, you know, meeting them where they, they cannot come to campus. So we're meeting them where they need to be met to get their licenses. Maybe we can help. Maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, Susan, we're continuing to um, kind of blast through your curriculum class by class by class by class, working on another few. I know. It will be sad when it ends, but maybe it won't end. Uh, you know, we're in phase three because the schools asked for more yeah. classes to be available because, you know, for a long time, dual enrollment was limited by who they had in the building to teach. And there, you talk about a competition. Those superintendents, they want associate degree graduates from their divisions. You know, they want to say, I had three. Well, I had four. Wow. Well, I'm going to have five next year. Um, in order to, you know, the student has to be extremely committed to make that happen. That is, the student definitely has to be the right person. But um, they're wanting more opportunities. I know we're heavy in math right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we always look for those relationships uh, with our client schools, that it's it's just a good rapport, that it's it, it's it's meaningful it's doing things to help the institution. It's doing things to help students. So this, is for us, is like a perfect project. Well, and I'll give you all an extra plug about the other project we have going on right now. You know, you all are not just curriculum mm-hmm. and design. So I came across a brand-new crisis <laughs> a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago and said, you know, um, we've had some big changes in our IT department And we need support getting summer courses and fall courses and everything set up through Canvas. Uh, Would you all work with me to make sure that we can support the campus? And so you you shared with me the way you were supporting another college. I said, that's kind of what I want, but I want to do it this way. Once again, instead of making me fit your box, Mm -hmm. you said, okay, how about we do this? And, you know, so you have actually filled in the gap to make sure that Canvas courses were published and offered to our students in the summer and fall. 
We hear you were a really quick learner, though. I like that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we've uh, we've enjoyed at Magellan working with uh, with Susan and with Withville Community College um, in in all the varying ways we've been able to and. You know, one of the things that we really love doing is is offering the the types of services, the customized you know approaches mm-hmm. uh, to help solve problems. So it's you know we don't always get to sit down with folks afterwards and kind of hash through the whole program and and hear. Uh, and even in this, there were some little bits that I heard that were just like, oh, that's so cool that that uh, <laughs> that's how it was received and that's how that went. So um, I personally really appreciate you being here and and taking the time to talk to us. Um, yeah, and thank you, Susan, for telling us some of those stories, because mm-hmm. I know um, most of us are out of the classroom now. And um, one thing I really miss is seeing the difference that education makes in people's lives. Um, so thank you for sharing some of those stories for us, because it's, it's my pleasure. It's I, we do what we do. It, it, yeah, it's the only reason I do what I do, too. I mean, they do pay me every two weeks, but <laughs> I'd probably do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. No. <laughs> yeah, don't let the administration hear that. Um, no. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we hope you all will join us next time for uh, the next episode of the Magellan Podcast. Thank you for listening to our conversation with Dean Susan Evans of Withfield Community College. If you enjoyed the podcast today or found it helpful, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or where you listen to podcasts. Leave a review and let us know what you think. If you or your school is looking for help with RSI, curriculum or course development, operational services, training or professional development, Think Magellan. Our team would love to help. Reach out to us at thinkmagellan.com. Thank you for joining us on the Magellan Podcast, navigating education in the 21st century.